You're listening to the Thriving Mom Podcast. I'm life and nutrition coach Ume Uguta, and I'm here to help you create the motherhood of your dreams without sacrificing your health and well-being. On this podcast, we dive into mindset, strategy, and skills that will help you stop surviving and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Hello, Thriving Moms. Welcome to another podcast episode. How are you? I am feeling a bit fired up today (laughs) because I've got a juicy episode for you all about being a good mom. And it's raining. And you know what's not fun for podcasting? Rain and lots of wind. So our house is on a rock, literally. We're built into a rock and that means when it's raining and it's windy, my home office where I sit to record my podcast sounds like the wind is right in my ear. So I'm sitting in a closet right now and recording. We'll see how this turns out. I'm also working on a very special challenge for you all. It's going to be in June and it's all about raising healthy, confident eaters. So feeding kids is something that's very near and dear to my heart. I used to be known as a picky eater. I've worked through that mess and I've raised three kids who have very different eating experiences. I think I've done podcast episodes with my kids on the show as well and I'll link those up if you haven't listened to them. But I'm looking forward to this challenge and I can't wait to share with you the things that have helped me to raise my children when I was still controlling food and up until when I became an intuitive eater and now we are dealing with food in a very different way in our home. I know many of you find feeding your kids very challenging, so go ahead, mark your calendar for the week of June 6th to 10th, 2022 because your life is about to change. We're going to talk about mindset. We're going to talk about strategy and skills. And you will get live coaching with me so that you can implement what you're learning and you get support in real time. All for free. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to share more details with you. But for today, we're talking about something that I'm going to call good mom syndrome which I define as a set of social behaviors internalized by mothers based on unconscious ideas and beliefs of what it means to be worthy of being a mom. So my coaching clients are primarily moms and there's a common thread that I see when they come on consult calls with me, when they want to work with me, when they choose to work with me. And that underlying thread is the need to feel worthy. So whether they want help with food, whether it's with body image or being confident or just like building boundaries and feeding their children, there are common traits that I notice, and I'm going to share them on the podcast with you so that you can unpack this issue together. And then we're going to share or I'm going to share some mindset shifts and practical tools that will help you work through it. You'll also recognize if this is something that you're currently experiencing so then you can get the help and support you need. Before we dive in, I just want to say that I always, always come from a place of recognizing how your own conditioning and socialization puts you at risk for some of these behaviors, right? So we all have different ways that we've grown up. We all have different ways that we've been socialized. We've all had different experiences. And some of these do impact how we experience the good mom syndrome. But I want you to recognize that 
this is an issue that many moms struggle with, if not all. I definitely struggled with it early on in my motherhood journey. I've worked really hard over the years to continue to fine-tune how I show up with my children and parent them. And I'm not going to say I don't struggle with this sometimes because this is just the nature of motherhood. But I also know that you don't have to stay there and feel like a slave or feel entangled and chained to this experience. You can change and it's not always going to be fun. But make sure you listen to this podcast episode with compassion for yourself and then use what you learn. If it makes sense to you, make the shifts that you need. And if it doesn't, you move on. Okay? Just wanted to set that up because I don't want you listening to this and feeling terrible about yourself and thinking that you need to do more than you're doing already. You are doing enough. All right. So first things first, striving to be a good mom is not your fault. I know you'll think that your brain is going to want to convince you that, but it's not true. Mothers are constantly being judged by everyone for everything. And this is normal because when we think about human nature, many of us are primed to want to belong to our tribes, right? And that means from a very young age, the society already has what it prescribes as what's going to make you a good mom. So we as women were socialized as young girls to have socially desirable characters. You know, we're taught to be pleasing to other people. We're taught to be nice and agreeable. We're taught to, you know, have a little bit of skin on our bones, but not be too big or too fat. We're taught to be cheerful and loyal and compassionate towards other people. We're also taught to be attractive and sexy, but not in a terrible way. We're expected to have birthing hips. I, I don't even know what that means. Like I remember when I was growing up because I've always grown up skinny and I remember people will tell me things like, oh, you don't have birthing hips, so you can't be a mom. How are you ever going to carry a child? And I always just thought, oh my goodness, is, does this mean I'll never have kids? I mean, I didn't really want to have kids, but when I thought I could have children, I really had to work through that because I was so scared of being pregnant. I was so scared of having to go through the labor process. Anyway, while some of these behaviors are not bad, like I mean, we want to be compassionate. We want to be loyal and kind to people. Sometimes they don't serve many of us in adulthood. They're typically not what makes us the best leaders. I remember when I had a guest on the podcast, Wendy Schneider, and we talked about how those behaviors that tend to irritate us in our children <laughs> are the very behaviors that will make them great leaders in the future. And I remember sharing how I myself was broken as a child because I was seen as, you know, very talkative and fearless and inquisitive. And I spoke my mind without apology, but the people around me and life just taught me that, no, that was not the way to go. So I decided to bury myself and not show that part of me. I became a very good people pleaser and did all the things. But as I have grown and continue to define my motherhood experience for myself, and I find myself peeling those layers, I decided, you know what? It doesn't serve me to behave that way. I did that when I decided I was done with restrictive eating behaviors. I did that when I decided to say, you know what? I'm just going to figure this out, learn what I can from the experts, and learn as I go and study my children and figure this thing out with support. And I can't wait to share about feeding kids during the challenge in June. But overall, this is what I want for you because I believe that mothers can change the world. But the things that are stopping us 
or the one thing I believe, <laughs> there are many, but the one thing for today is that we're so busy getting distracted by all the expectations of us. And most of them we never agreed to in the first place. So if we really want to change the world, we need to stop being distracted by the things that really don't matter in the grand scheme of things. I remember coaching my client on mom guilt and the reason why she came to me was because of her daughter's body image and through the course of our consult call, it became apparent that she was the one who needed support. So we started talking and a few weeks ago, I just gave her a simple assignment and I said, think about the story of that event, the one where you feel so guilty about and let's explore some of the positive things that came of that event. So by our next session, she was very shocked to see all the things that she had missed because she was so focused on mom guilt. She literally said this to me. She was like, I did my best and I'm so proud of myself. Now imagine if we could all come to that realization and focus on those kinds of thoughts. How much faster would we reach our goals? How many things will we get done when we're not busy sitting and thinking about what we haven't done as moms, right? We finally can pay attention to ourselves. Another of my clients just got prescribed glasses. For two years, she has been experiencing extreme migraines and headaches and just like, you know, not finding the time to care for herself. And the only reason she found the time to do this was because she has started putting boundaries in place around herself, around work, and ending toxic relationships. She's finally paying attention to herself. And now she's getting the help that she needed all along. So things happen when you're not busy paying, you know, when you're not busy being distracted. Now I'm going to share how this good mom syndrome shows up for a lot of us. The biggest one is just trying to avoid being like the childhood mother figures in our lives. So we don't want to be like our moms or whoever may have that motherhood figure in our lives. I see this in my clients who say, you know, well, I don't want to be like my mom when it comes to feeding my kids. My mom forced me to eat. My mom forced me to clean my plate. But then they become just like their mom, but they don't know. Another way this shows up is we take responsibility for our children or our family because the feeling is, or we think that our family and our children are a reflection of our abilities as moms. So we live by all the to-do lists that are mostly filled with things related to our children or our partner. And if this is you, you'll find yourself saying things like, well, I have to do it. I need to, right? I can't afford not to do it. If I don't do it, no one else will. Or my favorite. My children or husband need me. <laughs> Some of you say this to yourselves and you make it sound so noble. But it is not. It is not serving you. It is not serving your children or your partner. It is not serving you either. I know for me, this is an area that I worked really hard on because I know myself. I can be very driven and focused. And I remember back then, like my husband would say, oh yeah, he's going to do something and he wouldn't do it. And I would find myself reminding him all the time and even getting angry that he wasn't doing the thing he said he would do. So I was taking responsibility for his behavior and most times he just let the work not get done because he knew what's the worst case that would happen. I would get upset and I would do it. And the whole time, can you hear the rain? I think it's getting really loud. This is real life, guys. <laughs> The whole time, I was just afraid that he was going to fail and then it's going to reflect on me as a wife and as a mom. What else? We have behaviors like people-pleasing. 
We have child-centric mothering where our focus is all about the children. I need to fix all the problems. I need to make sure my child is behaving in socially acceptable ways, right? So, you know, like not throwing a tantrum in the store, (laughs) saying please and thank you. And this one gets me where we take on the belief that our children's weight or body size and eating behavior reflects on our knowledge and our skills as mom. And if this is you, I want you to know that I get it. It is not your fault. I struggled with this too. I shared a story about my daughter when her doctor used to say she was fat and how I restricted all the things. Juice, sugar, I did everything. But it was not serving me or my child. It only made things worse. And that's why I'll be giving you all the things you need if you're struggling with feeding your kids. Make sure you stay tuned. The doors are going to open for you to sign up for that challenge in June. So another thing is socially prescribed perfectionism. So this is something I learned when I was working through perfectionism for myself. And this is different from self-oriented perfectionism, which self-oriented perfectionism is having high standards for yourself, right? And we all know how that works. If you're a perfectionist, you know, I don't need to go down that rabbit hole. But socially prescribed perfectionism is assuming that other people have expectations of you that are unrealistic and they're impossible to meet. Because of this, your need to meet this standard and to gain approval, you try to control your children or your husband or the people around you. You're unable to delegate tasks for the fear of being disappointed, right? And how does this show up? You just say, oh, I'll just do it. Oh, no, it's fine. I'll do it. Or you hover over them when you, when you delegate something. We all do this. Or you correct them multiple times. These are the ways that this behavior, the good mom syndrome, shows up. So you can recognize yourself in one or many of those scenarios. Now, I like to think about the feeling. Because when you think about all these scenarios, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of anxiety and stress anger and guilt and shame, sometimes we even feel resentful of our people. And it's not your fault. This is just the way your brain is trying to keep you within the tribe so that you feel like you belong. But what is that belonging costing you? For many of my clients, there's a lot of self-doubt. There's self-sacrifice and self-neglect and self-blame and denial. Pretty much they're inexistent And that's why many people will say things like, I just don't know who I am anymore, or I don't feel like myself anymore. How are you going to feel or know who you are anymore when you've been so busy wrapped up in raising perfect little human beings by pouring all of yourself into them instead of creating a safe space for them to be who they are and then managing your own thoughts and feelings about your skills as a mom. And you know what's fascinating? It's when we get to the root of all of this, Moms admit that they just want to be good moms, but their definitions are always different, which tells me that we're all just trying to box ourselves (laughs) into an idea, into a belief based on social and cultural constructs, and they do anything but keep us feeling stuck and low-key unhappy about our lives. So my question for you, what would you do if there was no tribe that you had to abide by? What if you had to create yours? What if you believe that you are good enough and that you're doing enough? 
You don't need another magic solution. You don't need another planning system or routine because if you're thinking that you're fundamentally flawed, these solutions will only reinforce you not being good enough. So what are some solutions? My first, of course, I always start with the mindset shift because it all starts in your brain. It all starts with your thoughts. My first mindset shift for you is just decide right now that you're enough. The reason you struggle is that it feels unsafe for you to not conform. So when you consciously decide that you're enough, you're signaling to your brain, hey, listen, I've got this and I'm going to figure it out. So in my one-on-one coaching container, this is something that we prioritize. We focus on creating safety for your body first. When it comes to food, when it comes to your body, when it comes to feeding your children, Because safety is what's going to help you build trust with yourself. Again, your struggles in motherhood, they have nothing to do with you or your skills fundamentally. They have nothing to do with other people or things around you as well. And that's why trying to fix yourself or controlling people hasn't worked or made you feel any more of a good mom than you are already. And in case you didn't hear me earlier, there is no standard for what it means to be a good mom. So we can all just relax now. And then you're going to want to take a second and just reflect, maybe more than a second, reflect on where in your life you're striving to be a good mom, in quote. What are the most dominant behaviors and feelings for you in those moments? Then do what I call conscious inquiry, which is just intentionally asking yourself, how is this behavior serving me and how is it not serving me? And be very truthful about what comes up for you because this is going to help you know where you really need to focus on changing. For some of you, it might just be a simple tweak, like asking for help, and that fixes everything. So really pay attention to what you need, not what someone else is telling you. Then you're going to want to decide who you want to be. Your self-image is foundational for who you are becoming. I teach about self-image in my coaching program, Thrive, and I help you decide how you want to define your own worth and value out of the social roles that you play in your life. And mom is just one of them. So when you decide what you want or who you want to be, then decide what you want when it comes to mothering. Think about the values that matter to you and take the steps to move in that direction. Like alluded to earlier, you might just mean creating some boundaries. Might just mean letting go of control, which some of us find really hard to do. But you can do it. And it starts with creating that safety for yourself. Next, you're going to want to have your own back. Always, always do what you said you would do and show up for yourself. And when life gets in the way, it's okay. Nothing has gone wrong. Show up with compassion. Give yourself a break because you're doing a good job already. Remember, you're doing enough and you are enough just as you are. You don't need a good mom title to help you see that. Okay, mamas. I think I just gave you a lot (laughs) to think about. Some of you, your brains are still catching up and that's okay. If you need to listen to this podcast episode, listen to it again and again. And just take one thing, work on that, come back and do the same thing again. Okay, get to work mamas. Come find me on Instagram or Facebook. I'm at Olive and Bliss Wellness. I love hearing from you. And if you haven't already, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts so that other moms can find this podcast and start thriving in their lives 
as well. I love you so much and I'm always, always rooting for you. Okay, I will talk to you next week. And until then, keep thriving. Thanks for hanging out with me. If you enjoyed this episode, I want you to take that work deeper and implement one thing that you learned this week. And if you'd like to take this work further, come work with me inside my coaching program. You can go to oliveandbliss.ca to learn all about me and how I can support you.